What's up, fellow fat asses? I'm Olivia. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Unbuckle your pants and relax, because we are going to talk about what to eat in December. Hey there, I'm Crystal, and yes, we are going to break the ice with some seasonal winter foods you can eat this month. So, Olivia, what do you have to share for a seasonal food? So, I have two things. My very first thing is grapefruit. The season runs from October through June. It's typically grown in Texas, Florida, Arizona, and California. They require six months or longer to ripen. When they do ripen, they ripen in late fall, early winter. They have a bunch of health benefits as well. Appetite control, benefits for the immune system, and it alleviates stress, cleanses the liver. It reduces blood pressure. It's also high in antioxidants and nutrients, and it's good for your hair and skin. Oh, nice. I love grapefruit. Do you? Okay, good. I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. It's one of my favorite fruits, actually. Not many people love it as much as I do. Yeah. But I'm weird, like grapefruit and cranberry. But when I was in high school, (laughs) shout out out to cranberry. When I was in high school, I was on a diet, like, uh, for tennis a little bit so it just kind of help my metabolism and stuff and grapefruit uh, was one of the foods I would eat in the morning yeah and it's kind of funny because it'd be like half a grapefruit and then two slices of bacon I'd right be, I love this <laughs> diet like it's the best yeah so I love grapefruit it's yeah good. I can eat it straight out of with a spoon just straight out of the peel oh nice <laughs> As that was like one of my favorite things my mom turned me on to that so cool love grapefruit I remember people um they would eat a half grapefruit like with a spoon like how you just said but they would brulee it for the restaurant you would brulee sugar sugar i don't Uh know i haven't ever had it like that but i've seen it what is your seasonal food i have a fruit also yeah yeah. (laughs) shout out to fruits yeah (laughs) (laughs) um it's a kiwi and i know you can't have you're actually allergic to this fruit yeah um so i want to get to the bottom of this yeah (laughs) let's talk about kiwis (laughs) i wanted to find out what's the problem like what's the problem yeah i don't Um, know (laughs) so the kiwi everyone should really know what a kiwi is maybe people don't like it as much but it's the little round fuzzy brown balls of fruit and inside is like really soft green flesh that's typically sour and tropical in california its season is from october to may but its off season is june july and august so here you shouldn't really try to eat that fruit during those three months the kiwi is native to the yangtze valley in china and it didn't make its way to the u.s until the 1960s Wow, recently. Yeah, right? Like, that's probably why it's not as popular, because I feel like maybe it's not around as much, mm-hmm. and um, we don't really eat it. And then they, I don't know. I've seen people eat just kiwi slices, but most people don't really use it in things to generally bake with. Like, you haven't, you don't eat a kiwi pie. I don't eat any of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, no, yeah, people you're that are not right, allergic. Though, yeah. So when people want to get it from the market, the best way to tell if it's good is that it should feel heavy without it being mushy or discolored. Something I thought was really interesting is that the way it grows. Oh, how does it grow? So it's on a vine, like a tomato, but it actually, it needs multiple vines in order to pollinate. So you need male and female vines. That's interesting. (laughs) And to find the gender of the vine, you have to wait for it to bloom its flowers. And that's the way that you can tell the difference is by looking at the flowers. The female vine of the kiwi, in the middle, it has long, sticky stigmas that radiate out from the center of the bloom where it grows. So it's kind of like you see a white flower, 
And in the center is just also kind of like a white little base. The root of a mushroom, right? You just have that little base and then the mushroom sprouts out. So it'd be kind of the same visual as if you're looking at the middle of that flower. And it's bright white with well-defined ovaries at the base of the flower. Yeah. And, you know, just like women, (laughs) the ovaries. Okay, so it's the parts that develop into the fruit. And the male flowers, they have a brilliantly colored yellow center due to its pollen bearing anthers. So they only have pollen. Females don't have pollen. And I thought this was kind of funny. And I said this earlier. I said, males are really only useful for one thing. And that is bearing lots and lots of pollen. Uh. (laughs) Burn. Shade. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It just pollinates. One thing that upset me too is like you only need one male vine which can pollinate eight female vines. And that's the ratio of which how how to bear the best fruit is one male to eight female vines. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That uh, relates to real life. So yeah, that's how kiwi grows (laughs) through vines and pollination. That's really fascinating. I had no idea. What about you? Um, Okay, so my next seasonal food, it's actually a fish. It is the aura king salmon aura yeah it's uh the same species as the chinook salmon which is the largest of all salmon and it can be found in new zealand it weighs between 10 to 15 pounds each and the flavor of it is just buttery it's rich full flavored it's one of the best salmons I've ever had. I know salmon's like, oh, all salmon tastes the same. Like, no, Aura King Salmon's like the way to go. It's the best. If you ever find some in the store, definitely get your hands on some Aura King Salmon. It's also versatile. They have various cooking applications. You can do pan fried, steamed, grilled, poached, braised, sashimi style, and smoked. Yeah, that's all I got on Aura King Salmon. Man, I bet sashimi style would be so good. Like if it's that so fatty. Yeah, and fatty. Generally, like the waters in New Zealand, they're pretty cold. So you need a lot of fat to withstand the cold. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So then you'd have to go to like a specialty market to get that kind of fish, right? I think you can find it if you're in California, you go to Santa Monica. In Santa Monica, there's this place called Santa Monica Seafood. Typically, they are good about having a variety of different kinds of fish. Nice. At Santa Monica Seafood. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Because all the salmon that you buy at a general grocery store, it's always Atlantic or... Sockeye sometimes. Yeah. And I don't really like to get the sockeye filet. Really? Why? I mean, it's good. I don't know. I just prefer to get the... um, Like, if it's a good salmon, like, I'll just get the fresh Atlantic. Most of the time, it's just kind of, like, dye added. I can eat farm-raised salmon, too, but different different salmons. Yeah, I noticed on some of the packaging, for instance, for Vaughn's, it tells you on the bottom of the packaging that it says dye added to enhance Mm. color. Yeah. Which is very... (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. I think it's people's perspective, though, about what they're eating even if the salmon is really fresh we don't recognize it that way because you kind of get used to like seeing it in media or you're seeing it in restaurants and it's always that really bright orange and gorgeous color gorgeous color and sometimes it's natural and sometimes it's not but the people you know they try to balance it out so that way people would buy it i'm interested in trying that aura salmon yeah most definitely when i see it i'll buy it and we'll make it (laughs) oh my gosh that'd be so awesome yeah um what is your next seasonal food for december so uh, this is one of my favorite herbs it's tarragon Mm. yes it's the licorice kind of star anise 
flavored. It looks a little bit like grass, really small strands of grass. It's season all year in California, which is cool. So not only December, but you know, any any month. It has a pungent licorice flavor for people who don't know what it tastes like. And this is due to the presence of something called estragol, a compound that also gives fennel its flavor. So if you've had fennel, maybe you'd be familiar with tarragon and you'd want to try it too. Because it can go hand in hand together like in a dish. Just even like roasting fennel and then just chopping tarragon and sprinkling it over and drizzling butter. Ugh, that's really good. That's a really good dish. The plant is native to Central Asia and Europe, Siberia, and Southern Russia. So there's actually two kinds of tarragon that we get here in the U.S. Oh. It's French or it's Russian. Yeah. How do you differentiate so French and Russian? It's really hard to differentiate because they just look completely the same. You wouldn't yeah. be able to know which one is Russian and which one is French unless you kind of rub it in your fingers and then you get the different taste. So the taste of French tarragon, which is normally the typical one that we get in Trader Joe's and even just Vaughn's, Ralph's, most supermarkets have the French tarragon. And that is the one that has that strong anise flavor. You can taste it right away. The Russian tarragon is a little less, it's a little milder. You can get a slight hint of that, but other than that, it's just kind of like, not a bland herb, but it's just not as much flavor as you would get from the French tarragon. So, and I don't really know if there's a price difference or there's just a reason why we don't get as much of it. Maybe because we already get a lot of French products here in the U.S. because they're already really popular, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Russian products, I'm assuming. Be a whole lot Um, harder to get. Yeah, so that would make a little more sense to me as to why you wouldn't really know, like if it's Russian or French. Yeah, I would think that the Russian one would be a little bit more aggressive. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) why? (laughs) I'm just an asshole, I'm sorry. That's funny. You know, I used to work in like this tea place, right? Okay. And they were, I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk about it. No, it's fine. Um, So, and they were um, Russian, Armenian. Ooh. So some of their flavors and the stuff they would do is like some of it is super, super strong. Of course. Some of it is super, super bland, like dry as hell. And I'd be like, what's going on here? Like, why is everything so aggressive? But yeah, it was a beautiful place. Something cool I also want to say about tarragon is, okay, well, one health benefits. It has, it's it's really small in the health benefits, but people always want to know whenever people hear a new food, they want to know how it benefits them. Right now, uh, I'm like ranting. Right now, oat, oat milk is like a huge deal i want to make some oat milk actually i got you um (laughs) it's okay i like it too i was drinking it before also and i I do love it how come i never thought of that before right because you know you're kind of you're always eating the same thing it's not that something is new and better for you it's just you're just trying it now Uh so i think if you always have different herbs then it's always good so Mm -hmm. tarragon it has calcium it has vitamin b6 potassium iron magnesium and it's also good for your skin hair and nails so we should just pair it up with a grapefruit (laughs) a lot of people say herbs are just good for hair uh, hair skin and nails but it definitely has the calcium the vitamin b6 and potassium and iron artemisia dracunculos variety sativa Oh, what? Yeah, got your <laughs> attention there, huh? Yeah. So, okay. So, the first word, um, Artemisia, Artemis is a Greek goddess, um, goddess of the moon, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah. She's known as Diana by Romans. And the story is in the Greek myth, she gave tarragon to Chiron, who's a centaur, and he's associated with dragons. So, it also believed to be the cure of bites and stings from beasts and mad dogs. That's yeah. awesome. So that's tarragon for you. I feel like a lot of people don't use 
tarragon as their primary herb, I feel like people just turn to thyme and rosemary Mm because that's what they're most familiar with. Yeah, so definitely I think people should start adding it to their collection of herbs. And it grows great like in the windowsill. It's just like basil. You just put it in a little pot and then just water it regularly with a little bit of sunlight. It's fine. And if you're going to buy it in store, you just take it, you know, from the container and you get it like a little damp paper towel, like a little moisture, and then you can store it for like four days without turning brown. If it turns brown, throw it out. Like just don't use yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And I actually have a recipe to share. Yay, we it love is, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an crispy Aura King salmon with arugula salad if you want to be all healthy. Um, benefits. Yeah, <laughs> all of the benefits. So you just season the Aura salmon, both sides, salt and pepper. Heat the pan with a little bit of olive oil. Make sure it's nice and hot before you throw that salmon down so to have a crispy skin. And you throw it in there for about five minutes and then you flip it over and then you throw it in the oven for about another five to six minutes, depending on how well done or medium, medium well done that however you like your salmon you can cook it to your liking. And the arugula salad that you can prepare while it's cooking in the oven, it's really simple. It's just arugula, little heirloom, cherry tomatoes, a little bit of chopped almonds, you can add just a little bit of salt and pepper because then you're going to add some fresh lemon juice, Ooh. Um, pickled red onions, shaved Parmesan, and a little bit of avocado. Toss and then serve it with your salmon. Oh, that sounds so good. I yeah. love those kind of salads. Yeah, it's really simple. And you can even drizzle a little bit of olive oil too. Just I like all, a little bit of touch of olive oil <laughs> to my salad. That's yeah. an Italian in you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, am I? <laughs> I think so. It might be. Zero Italian. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, so you can enjoy that salad with the salmon all together and it'll it's a perfect combination because you have the buttery fattiness of the salmon and the arugula and the li- lemon, I'm sorry, will cut right through all of that and it'll be like this perfect combination of fatty and healthy. <laughs> nice. And then if you're not cooking that salmon to like a full well done or just like a full medium and it's already fatty, it's probably it'll just melt in your mouth. Right? I love a medium salmon. Yeah. Is that like your favorite way to cook it? Medium? Yeah. Just to have a little bit of pink on the inside. Okay. It's delicious with a crispy skin. Oh yeah. It has to have the crispy skin. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And what's also in season in December is cabbage, Brussels sprouts, beets, potatoes, carrots, celery, yuck, and fennel oh so a yeah. couple more things i like fennel too you can do sweet and savory with that ingredient i love fennel yeah i feel like that's also another ingredient that not uh, very many people know how to use yeah and it's really bright and it lasts long in your fridge actually if you're if you have the good temperature like cool enough your fennel will last and then you don't have to worry about it or if you roast it or yes. if you pickle it oh god you can do so much yeah you can pickle it you're right yeah. Roots are the best. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> can live true. off roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like I like all your selections. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, those are good. <laughs> Speaking of seasonal food, we also want to share some stuff we find on Pinterest. A little random, but it's the perfect time of the year to get ideas for food, entertaining, and just little fun anecdotes. So what do you have, Olivia? Well, let's uh, let's filter through my Pinterest yes. first off. We're going to share our boards. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to filter through the boards, My name, the names of my boards. So I have classic, which is all the funny shit that I find. Clever, which is basically various clever ideas. Delish, that's all my food inspiration. Adventure, that's for traveling. 
Uh, Simply Gorgeous. That's for my future wedding, whenever that happens. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dranks, of course. Drinks. Uh, cheese and Meat. Wise Words. Fashion. Weave. That's for my hair. Uh, face. <laughs> that's for makeup. <laughs> tea Time. My Hypothetical Kids. Tats. Backyard. And Thanksgiving Board. So those are all my boards <laughs> that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, lately, I've been posting a bunch uh, about walnut milk. I have probably a ton of walnuts that I acquired. I don't know how, but I got somehow, some way, and I wanted to make this walnut milk out of it just That's so I wouldn't awesome. buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's really easy to make, too. It really is. You can make milk out of anything. You can, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's not from a cow. Yeah, like, that's not new. Yeah. (laughs) All nuts have milk. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or you can make milk. But um, actually, I heard about pea protein milk. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, it's a completely different type of non-dairy. Could be. Yeah. Uh, fat ass food trend no I don't know I haven't tried it so I'm not going to talk about it but I know that it's out there it's pea protein non-dairy dairy that's what it says non-dairy dairy (laughs) sure if peas have yeah if peas Mm -hmm. have boobs yeah then totally (laughs) what Uh, if peas have tits then they can produce milk sure (laughs) I'm sorry Crystal that's awesome (laughs) do you what do you have from Pinterest uh, oh god I don't want to share my boards are dumb I have a I have a birdhouse. <laughs> I have a birdhouse. I forgot that you have a birdhouse. I don't even one. know why. Oh, you know, I used to live in an apartment where I had like a balcony and a porch. So like, I have Pinterest for uh, birdhouses. That's um, funny. I used to be a craft addict. So magnet crafts, jewelry, science crafts. Not for me. That that one's for my little sisters because they love. She used to love science. Traveling, of course. Bucket list that I'll probably never do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't get to it. Um, baking hacks, happy stuff, fashion ideas. Let's work out. I have like yeah. three. <laughs> I have like three workout boards with like zero. None of that happening. Um, Bomdy bar food. I like that board. <laughs> I go Bomb-dee. there a lot. Um, food challenges. So like I do a board where I pick stuff that's kind of like really elaborate to make oh. to like challenge myself to make it eventually or like if I want to. Uh, do something impressive so i have one of those boards nice um casserole crazy yes because i just i want i want to eat casseroles every day i want to make them crazy for them yeah (laughs) um christmas gifts christmas decorations so funny dreams healthy foods and drinks drinks should have been your number one (laughs) yeah it actually kind of my number three yeah (laughs) i just didn't want to start with it right um do you want to share any of the pins like from your boards? Um, well, like I said, I, I made the walnut milk fairly easy to make also. And uh, since I had walnuts, I also pinned something recently. It was a banana walnut bread and it Ooh. came out pretty solid. It w- I was really impressed by the outcome on that. Oh, OK. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. my boyfriend loves banana bread and he's been asking about it for the past two years we've been dating. So I finally executed it and. I made a huge turkey pan full of it all for him. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's very spoiled. Yeah, sounds like. (laughs) Yeah, and then I recently pinned a bunch on my adventure board for Seattle because eventually I want to travel to Seattle because all the food, all the food places that I've heard from there sounds amazing. Yeah, my sister loves Seattle. Really? Mm -hmm. You should go. I want to. I want to so bad. And all the pins just make me want to go and book a flight even harder. And then the last thing that I've recently pinned that I want to share with you guys is uh, from my favorite movie, Coraline. 
So I've been posting a repinning a bunch of pictures and quotes from the movie Coraline. Oh, that's just kind of <laughs> creepy. I mean, it's a good. I it's it. a, I love it. I love <laughs> the movie. It's a great movie, but she's definitely creepy. Oh, it's the other mother that's creepy. She's just like rolling with the punches. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know how you don't watch scary movies because Coraline's scary. Like her face. Like oh, she's really no. cute though. <laughs> yeah, when Thanks. You think about it. <laughs> All right. What oh, what Pinterest shit do you have? Do you have any any more? What board do you want to hear from? Uh, drinks actually oh yeah it's right here (laughs) let me just keep scrolling all the way down no it's right here on the very top um drinks okay so my drink board is not all alcohol because i have different boards for certain alcohols like i have i love whiskey board i feel like gin board but this board is just general drinks and actually since we're in the spirit of december um There's a Maker's Mark eggnog recipe that I just pinned like two days ago. I was about to say, have you made it? But you got to make it this year. Yeah, I think that'd be cool if anyone wants to join me. Yeah, because I don't drink Maker's Mark on the regular because I I drink more like Jack or Jim Bean or anyways. So (laughs) Maker's Mark eggnog, this is a really short recipe too, which is kind of cool. And it's from the actual uh, Maker's Mark company. So Um, one liter Maker's Mark bourbon, one quart milk, one quart heavy cream, Two dozen eggs, one and a half cup sugar, and then nutmeg for garnish. Dang. So, yep, that's pretty much it. So seems like a good one. Just follow the the steps because I think you do have to make a process of like cooking it or something, you know, because it has eggs. Right. But it doesn't look difficult and it looks delicious. Eggnog is one of those things where I had it maybe like a couple years in a row and I got tired of it. I don't know why because it's so rich. Yeah. And it's not a common thing that other people like all the time. So normally it's not around enough for me to just drink it every year. Yeah. So, but it's good. Yeah. It to me, good. eggnog tastes like bubble gum or it kind of <laughs> has a smell of bubble gum. Really? To it's me. That sweet. Yeah. It, that's what it smells like. But I feel like 100% you need to cut it with alcohol mm-hmm. for sure. That's not a problem. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem at all. Yeah, but it sounds it would sounds like it would be really it would work with Maker's Mark. Yeah, like yeah. and if anyone has any like eggnog combinations that they do, that'd be really cool to share it so we can try different eggnog and actually enjoy it more. And they combine it too with stuff that's still fall pumpkin spice. I was egg. gonna Did say you see I've it? seen pumpkin that spice eggnog. I'm sure it's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do love pumpkin spice, so. But, I think what would be cool is like a toffee, like a toffee bourbon Ooh. eggnog. Huh. That'd be yummy because it's an like idea. nutty and sweet. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. a great idea. We need to we need to workshop that. <laughs> yeah, eggnog milkshakes. Yeah, that's one of my drinks. Awesome. I'm aboard. Thanks as always for listening. We hope you try the seasonal foods. And if you cook anything using those ingredients, make sure you tag us at the Fat Ass Podcast. And yeah, we can't wait to see what you guys make. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find all our episodes on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and we are now also on Castbox. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.